Ben. What are you doing? This is Van Halen Summertime. This is terrible. This is like, why don't you just scratch a chalkboard? I don't even know how that made a record. Cue it up again. Start it over. Okay. One sec. Start it over. This is unreal. Okay, that's legitimate. I mean, that's just some guy in his garage. Anybody could do that. Or Van Halen Summer Nights. Summer Nights. It's supposed to be. I don't know. It doesn't sound very summery. Yeah. I mean, what the heck, dude? Like, this is, you know, this is just junk. Yeah. All right, that's good. All right, so this is apropos. Somebody texts in. Dan, love you, brother, but I can't trust your taste in music. One year ago, you said Farrell. It's Farrell, right? That's how you say it? Farrell. 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 Uh, didn't have an extensive music catalog. Wrong. Sexy Back was one of the biggest hits for Justin Timberlake. You, sir, are the John Elway of music evaluation. Love the show. <laughs> well, I can't say that this texture is wrong. I, I gotta admit. I mean, you know, I will agree with on the last song. That was that was uh, my bad. Yeah. Um, so you know, I can't I can't say the texture's lying. You know, a lot of people like a lot of music that you know. I just gotta say, most music is terrible. Yeah, most. Yeah, you, know, you know, what what can I say? Uh, what do we got here? What else we got? Somebody sent some some. Uh, oh. Oh, somebody sent a picture of, like, a perfect burn end. That's good. Um, somebody said, little concerned, little concerned about McGlinchey's first life snaps are going to come against uh, Max Crosby. Yeah, that's concerning, man. That's a, that's a little concerning. I really want to be optimistic about Broncos and Russell Wilson, but I'm concerned about his ability to throw the ball over the offensive line. There sure seem to be uh, have been a lot of batted balls so far this season. Yes, that uh, that also was a concern. With with what you were saying about Russell Wilson, what I take from is Russell needs to be surrounded by talent. He's not the one to elevate a team, but he's one that can keep them on a winning path. Like that, that's where his level is. He's good enough to keep a good team with enough talent around him. Yeah, good. Yeah. But he can't elevate it. He's not going to make a team better or a team a champion just by himself. That's not the type of quarterback he is. Yeah. That's kind of what I took from what you were saying uh, before we went to the break. Yeah, like, you know, maybe in his prime. So if you took Russell Wilson, like, in his prime, let's say his prime was five years ago. I mean, it, see, it, see, the problem was it seemed to me there were some years where Russell Wilson, somebody else was saying this, our recollection was there were some years where Russell Wilson had a very bad offensive line in Seattle, and he seemed to be making plays anyway. Well, that's true. They did, but they also had a really good defense, which helped them stay in games. And when you have a guy like Marshawn Lynch or a player like Tyler Lockett out there who you can just throw the ball to and he'll go and get it, or even DK Metcalf. Metcalf wasn't there five years ago. Right. But... He's had talented receivers on the other end, too, so he's had a little bit more mobility than he has now, which yeah. I think any aging quarterback struggles with. But, yeah, he didn't have the greatest, but still they were, I, I think that you could say they were probably better than even what the Broncos have put together recently, you know, in the last year and yeah. even this year for the uh, for the team. Yeah. Um, 
I think we're bridging some gap here. We have, so we have our guy that uh, he's from New Mexico. He's not a big fan, but he says, so, he, you know, he hurls, hurled some insert, insults early in the show. And I said, well, good morning. I was beginning to think you didn't care. He says, well, Dan, you are so off base, but you are entertaining. Well, thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. Okay, we're bridging some gaps here. We're making up some ground. <laughs> um, you are dumb. Anybody can do this. It's Eddie Van Halen. Your cred is dead to me now. Now, now let me let me be clear here, Texter. Okay, um, I was talking about that riff on that particular song. I know who Eddie Van Halen is, and I know he's legendary for his work with the instrument he has in his hand. I'm not saying he isn't Eddie Van Halen. Okay, we all know about him. I'm saying the song that Colin was leading in with was just like, that was anybody, that's like some dude in his garage. Like anybody could have done that. All right. Um, <laughs> I like this one. I think the song is okay, but it gave my dog a seizure. Just kidding. That's Cuban Benny. By the way, speaking of seizures, you hear this about Jimmy Graham? Yeah, I, I, all I read was that he was wandering in traffic. Yeah, and they so he's arrested. Police said, um, you know, he was resisting arrest. It looks like he has on substances. Uh, did it have something to do with a DUI, too? Let me see here. I have the story here. Uh, and this story has probably changed even since it came out. But it says, New Orleans, this is from um, Bleacher Report. New Orleans Saints tight end Jimmy Graham was arrested and taken into custody on two misdemeanor charges Friday per TMZ. Police said they responded to a call regarding a person acting erratically in Southern California and arrested Graham on suspicion of being under the influence of a controlled substance after witnessing him walking in traffic. The other misdemeanor Graham is facing is re resisting, delaying, and obstructing a police officer after reportedly resisting arrest. The Saints, however, released a statement explaining that the 30, 30 God, he's only 36? Good Lord. Uh, the 36-year-old was disoriented because of a medical episode. A doctor who evaluated him at the hospital believes it was a seizure that caused the situation. Um, let's see here. Dr. John Amos believes it was likely to be a seizure, and he spent the night under medical supervision um, and testing. Amos met Graham at the hospital and is overseeing his care at the time. He was released this morning, and the team continued preparations for the Sunday night game at the Chargers. Yeah, weird stuff. We um so last week on the show, Colin, I was talking about in our neighborhood, this dude went nuts. And we have this little library, and he, he just you know, everything in our neighborhood is on camera, right? Everybody has like the ring doorbell cameras, like oh my god, like uh a year and a half not last Thanksgiving, but two Thanksgivings ago, like a cop a, a cop he had just resigned but got drunk chased these teenagers around and then ended up they ended up exchanging gunfire and one and the uh, teenager ended up dead um and the cops probably gonna go to jail for the rest of his life well that's on a like a ring doorbell cam um now this kid uh takes out like this He's not a kid, he's 18, but, you know, he takes out, like, a little, our little library, you know, where you can get free books and all that stuff. Yeah, the little tree stands. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just he just goes by, just mows that down on his bike, and he's just, you know, rolling around with his shirt off. 
And then the next morning, like 6 a.m., he's just going around with a baseball bat and just starts destroying people's stuff. No. You know, like taking out there. And I thought he was like ripping out like um, wires. He's taking out lights. I thought it's so he was like could go back and start taking out, breaking into houses. So he does this. Well, you know, you do that to one house. Well, it activates the ring doorbell cam. So by the time you go to the second or third house, the people at the first house have been alerted because their alarms, their doorbell is like, dude, somebody just, you know, did this. So the cops come, they pick him up. And this is crazy. So they lower his bond from 2,500 to 1,500 because, you know, they don't want to keep housing people for this. But the dude's obviously in the middle of a psychotic episode, right? And so the judge is like, well, you know, can you post bond at 2,500, which is just an automatic 2,500 bond for that level of crime. And he says, no, I can't, I can't afford 2,500. So they lower it to 1,500. He's like, well, I'm not going to be able to afford that either, which is like $150. Yeah, I was like, isn't it 10% or something? Yeah. So he sits in jail for, I don't know, three, four, five days, whatever it was. They let him out Thursday night. He gets out. Somebody gives him 150 bucks. He's out in the neighborhood going schizo again, screaming at people, sack my blah, 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 like going nuts. Oh, then he's out at 530 in the morning again in the neighborhood near the school. So we get these alerts. We're going on lockdown because there's a nut job out there. And so, I was going to say, can he be on like a medical hold? Right. A 30 day or something? Yeah. So I send a note to the DA, like, uh, you know, because there's conditions on your bond, you know, and I'm like, you guys need to uh, review his pretrial, you know, release conditions. Like, you know, this is not right. Like if the school is, you know, on having to go on lockdown and, and you know, plus the problem is, so he spent the entire day going around screaming at people, like harassing the mailman, stuff like that. Well, our kids run around the neighborhood the second they get out of school, like there's a whole pack of them that run around. Well, they can't, we can't let our kids out with this nuts, you know, schizo guy going nuts. Um, so, well, you know, the DA called me back. I'm like, dude, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get this guy a psyche valve. And, uh, I don't know. So I, I think they finally picked, you know, the cops keep coming out. And plus, you know, how many, how much resources are we going to waste on the cops coming out and coming out and uh, whatever. So I think they did pick him up again finally and he's going to get evaluated or whatever. But yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I guess with Jimmy, you know, similar to what Jimmy, uh, Graham was coming through, so. Well, and the weird part, too, in that Jimmy Graham story is that he was in, you know, obviously possession of a controlled substance, and you're wondering if that's from the team. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of stuff out there, too. Like, what is this controlled substance that he has? Is it not medically cleared for him to have? Is you know? Yeah, well, you have to check, but, he, well, the team's saying it wasn't a substance, it was a seizure, but the uh, cops are saying, um... Uh, sorry, I'm getting a text from uh, somebody else. But no, um, no. yeah, I, I think um, I think I, he, they they think it was a substance, but that would be weird running around in traffic. So I don't know, medical episode. Well, and it's scary thinking that what two years ago Dwayne Haskins when he passed. I mean, you just these things come out of the blue somewhere, and so thankfully he didn't get hit by anyone or anything else more tragic happened. But yeah, yeah, still no, was, still a scary situation. Yeah, he just said, well, you know. They just settled that thing uh, yesterday. So, all right, let's get a couple texts. And then next segment, I want to get into this um, uh, Mike Shanahan thing. I've never seen um, uh, 
what was it? Uh, Adam Schefter that fired up. So we will, um, you know, get into that next next segment. Uh, Dan, the Broncos are using a new offense this year. Is Russell going to wear a wristband? I know he will if he's told to. Uh, <laughs> I listen to the show for the commercials. Just kidding. Well, if you do, save it in your phone. Three hundred three law forty forty. You know, it's funny. People do. They save it in their phone. We get the little beep, you know, like the the phone will ring for like a second, and we know. Because when it first started happening, we called people back like, oh, no, we're just saving it in our phone. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's good to know. It's working. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we, uh, and then, I, you know, we met somebody at training camp, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, your number's in my phone <laughs> if I ever need it. I'm like, that's good. Um I'm in your quarter, Dan. I write you each weekend to tell you how smart you are, especially... Well, you don't have to do that. But um, how smart you are, especially about Imposter Wilson. He's done. Please go away. Give give me some money back. After this touchdown last Friday night, I, I told him, go wait on the team plane and sell some more shoes. <laughs> uh, what's the best cut of bison, your honor? Well... I don't eat bison specifically. Like, I don't have anything against bison. Because um, it's not, I mean, I've had bison over, like, Ted's. I love Ted's Montana Grill. Um, and I know uh, Derek was talking about um, the bison company and they, you know, that we t- we uh, advertise here on the fan. I, I really don't have anything against bison. Um, I don't know that I could really, you know, I'm, I'm squeamish about a lot of stuff. Um, bison, um, I, I don't think it tastes... It's not gamey. Um, do you, have you have you eaten a lot of bison, Colin? I, I was going to say it's just it's not as much fat. It feels like yeah, it's leaner. Um, and so you know, a lot of people really like bison. I don't have anything against bison at all, um, and, and it doesn't. I don't think it tastes a lot lot different at all. Um, so it's almost really just like beef. Um, so you know, I would be hesitant to try. Like, I wouldn't probably wouldn't eat like I don't know deer or you know venison or whatever. I, I wouldn't eat like other stuff. I you know I've had bison over like like said Ted's. So, but I would assume because I like ribeye. Like, so ribeye would probably be the best cut of bison, or you know maybe tenderloin, or you know whatever. Like whatever cut of ste- beef steak you like, you would you would get the same, wouldn't you? you yeah, know, I would. I would assume that that would be how it would work. You're a chef. I, I don't mess around. Most I do with bison is like would be like bison meatballs. So, bison meatballs. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> at the restaurant, you mean? Oh, we've done them before. Yeah, but I haven't really messed around with bison. The only place that I really know that uh, would do some different cuts would be like uh, was it elk elkhorn steakhouse? Though yeah. there's the old old steakhouse down off of like Tenth and Osage. Oh, are you talking about the Elkhorn Exchange? Yeah, yeah, Buckhorn Exchange. Oh, yes, Buckhorn, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. That, yeah, that's the one I know that would probably have a bunch of those different types of oh, yeah, yeah, yak. meats. And, they have, like, yak and rattlesnake. Yeah, I yeah. took some clients there one time just because we, you know, we're celebrating a big deal, you know, transaction. But um, celebrating by making you squeamish? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just got, I just, I'm sure I just got a ribeye or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, spent a couple hundred bucks. Um, yeah, so... Probably, just, you know, if you if you like bison, you know, just get a ribeye or, you know, whatever, whatever you, you know, whatever you prefer. But yeah, um, is the NFL keeping Shanny up because of a salary cap manipulation during the Super Bowl years? No, I don't think so. Um, but we will get into that next. Uh, let me see here. Um, did the fan entry music hurt your ears? Did it make you cringe? You're not alone. Call three hundred three Law forty forty today. Well, the problem is, you would be named in that. Colin, 
But I guess, you know, the fan would be, you know, the, the fan's the one that has the pockets. <laughs> uh, bison is everything a cow wishes it could be. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Tatanka. Tatanka. Um, Grazie. Tucci gang. I don't, that, that's a text out there. I don't even know what that means. Um, if you have ever played a musical interest, in, instrument, you appreciate music more. Ryan and Denver. Well, I played the recorder. Remember in... I don't even know why we did that. The the plastic thing yeah. had like five holes in it. Yeah, the recorder? To, yes, yes, I remember. Like we all had to play the recorder, and I've never seen a professional recorder player in my life. I've never seen it played in a, like a song, you know, like the Beatles never used a recorder. Uh, like, like, you know, what what purpose did the recorder serve? You better be careful with this next intro music. I might just find something with yeah, it. Yeah, find something. You know, a, rec- a recorder solo. You know, like 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 uh, Miley Cyrus playing one of her songs uh, with a recorder. The recorder version. Yeah, like yeah, I played the recorder. I tried to play the drums. I really like piano music. Apparently, you know what's funny was uh, I was raised by my grandparents in large, you know, in large part. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, one time, my grandpa just ripped out. A piano. We were, we were at some place, and he just sits down and starts playing the piano. And I'm like, "What the hell?" You know? And he's like, "Oh yeah, you, you know, you're, my mom was a piano teacher." I'm like, "What? I've known you my entire life. I was, I don't know, I was maybe 15, 16." And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, my my mom was a piano teacher." I'm like, "Well, you, all this whole time you can play the piano?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's crazy. So. There you go. How perfect is that? All right, coming up next, Mike Shanahan. He's a Hall of Famer in our hearts. We'll get into it next. It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. from your story at the end of that last segment. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. Great job out of you, Colin. I thought it would get there on the text line. Somebody says, Queen used the recorder, I believe. Not sure the song. All right. Um, texter says, Nothing beats a bison burger or Doc Holliday's in Gledwood Springs after spending time in the hot springs. Well, sounds fantastic. Um, another one says, Eddie Halen had a great hot cross buns recorder solo. I don't believe you, Cuban Benny. I think that's a lie. Uh, I don't believe you. Shout out to Colin. Played with him for the Pioneers growing up. That's from Jesse. Who's, who's oh, the- Jesse Stoffel. His dad was one of my coaches. Him and uh, Abe. All right. Me, Jesse, Richie, Trevor. Wow, we had a, we had a heck of a team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. 
Tatanka is Lakota for buffalo, and Didge's cooking of buffalo is superb. Oh, yeah, but I guess buffalo is not the same as a bison. They're different, right? Yes, All right. I believe. I, yeah. screwed, I screwed that up. Um, the recorder, oh, yeah, this one year at Bandcamp. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, Hans and Henderson. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Is there anything else here? <laughs> yeah, somebody texted a picture. Got to take a shot of it. It's funny. Anything else before we get to? Um, nope. All right. That's it. Mike Shanahan, Hall of Fame. Um, all right. He didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Now, the odd thing about this is he's up for the Hall of Fame, but they're only going to let one coach in at a time. Like, okay. And Dan Reeves is up also. Dan Reeves, unfortunately, has passed away. So um, you got to decide when you put him in. Now, it'll be nice for Dan Reeves' family, but um, – it is what it is. He didn't get the honor. He passed away just a few years ago. So um, it would have been nice if they're going to put Dan Reeves in. I assume Dan Reeves will get in at some point. Yeah, it, he was an impressive coach. I mean, he went to, what, four Super Bowls, I believe. And one of them was um, with, you know, the, was it, well, actually, did he go with the... He- the Giants too was it was it five Super Bowls and with three different teams? Oh, I'll have to check the Giants, but yeah, I, I know the Falcons was his last one. Yeah, went with, I definitely went with the Falcons. Can you look real quick? Because um, no, I think that was Fossil. Fossil took uh, Kerry Collins um, against the Ravens, but he 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 actually was a, he had the he had the Giants playing very very well as too. So um, very successful coach, a really really good coach, um, and despite. Butting heads with John Elway. Just, it was just one of those old school coaches with a gigantic, huge ego. Um, and it's weird. It's, and it, it's funny. It happens with all these guys. Uh, and I, I think it's probably happened with Mike Shanahan now, too. I, I, I haven't spent any time with him after he's gone, but I, I, from what, and I haven't seen a ton of stuff with him, but I think he's gotten this way as well. But what happens with a lot of these coaches is they are crazy, insane, egotistical maniacs when they're in that seat. And then they get humbled a little bit when they're, you know, they're retired and they're nice guys. Um, And I think that was the uh, position with Dan Reeves. In fact, I remember Dan Reeves, um, he was going to take a job with the Cowboys. I can't remember who the coach was. Um, but they were going to give him this crazy, uh, and this was going to be his last job, but they were going to give him this crazy like schedule where he actually had to work like, like a real coach. And he's like, well, guys, I'm, I don't know. He's like, I'm 60 some years old and I'm Dan Reeves. I'm not going to work, you know, 18 hour days. Like I'm a, you know, coaching intern, you know, thanks, but no thanks, (laughs) you know? Um, but you know, I, I, I sounds like he was the nicest guy in the world. But when he was coaching, he, he was you know a very egotistical, you know, driven guy. Um, in fact, I mean, he couldn't even let the grudge go at that final Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously the press conference where he was kind of 
laying into Mike Shanahan. You know, Mike Shanahan was hoping they could, you know, be professional and just let bygones be bygones. And uh, Dan Reese could not do that, so to speak. So, um, but Dan Reese will get in probably, I would assume. I mean, he, he doesn't have the championship, so that, you know, weighs against him. Um, but the weird thing is, you know, one coach is going to get in, and they decided it wasn't Dan Reeves versus Mike Shanahan. It's some guy that I'm get, I am I venture to guess nobody had heard of when the announcement was made. And I, know I had to look him up today because I was pretty darn busy this week. Actually, signing up people that you know listen to the station three hundred three law forty forty, and I'm just very very busy, and so I I hear Mike Shanahan gets passed over, and I heard this you know the Adam Schefter stuff and this and that, and and I heard real quick the name and I didn't pay much attention to it, so I'm doing my show prep, and I look it up and I look up his bio and all this stuff. It's a guy named. Actually, Colin, do you, do you remember who it was? I, I actually was going to say, I don't know the name. I haven't had a chance yeah. to yeah. follow it up either. So, okay, so gonna, I'm, this I'm, is going to be news to me on who was okay. elected over both of those. I do okay. know that they both did. Okay, so then I'm, I'm going to give you the name, and then and then you're going to go, oh, yeah, and then you're going to tell me what he did, what he's famous for, or you're going to tell me who he coached for, okay? Okay. So you're going to go, oh, yeah, I remember him. He coached for... So the name is Buddy Parker. Colin, who did he coach for? Mm, I, I have no clue. Yeah. Not, not, not a one. Yeah. Um, so Buddy Parker. Buddy Parker. I, I, and I literally had to Google him. Um, he coached, I mean, he coached a bunch of teams, but I, I, the funny thing is he's still, I believe, because uh, I was reading his bio, he's the last Lions coach to um, get another job. Think about that. And and that was like, so he got fired. I mean, he was born in 1913. He died in 1982. Um, but he was a Lions coach. He, I mean, he coached a bunch of stuff, you know, and he, he won a couple titles before the NFL was like real. You know, obviously before the Super Bowls. Um, but this is the funny thing, yeah. So as of 2021, Parker is the last Lions coach to get another head coaching job in the NFL. That's a curse. That's yeah. Th- that's more than just a trend. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this guy was just... Just... Yeah. <sighs> Why all of a sudden is he in the Hall of Fame? Like, why are we passing over legitimate guys that, um, you know, he was working a realist. Parker never coached again, spending much of his remaining years on the real estate field, but he did receive job offers. In January 1966, he was under consideration for a Rams assistant position under George Allen. Then he was a candidate for the head coaching job of the Redskins in 1968. He was a special assistant under Bud Wilkinson in 1978 under the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, um, lost the NFL. Ch- 
It said he won championships, but I don't even know where these champ. Oh, he won the national, won the NFL championship over the Browns and for the Lions in '52 and '53. So that's that's what he's famous for. Um, I I I guess I just don't get it. Like what? I mean, if it took this long, why why is he? Yeah. Going in Why is he at, going the, at this point. Yeah. So, but let's let's get into this. Um, actually, since we're on the clock here, um, let's take because I, I want to get to it. I want to give it the due time. Let's let's take a quick timeout and let's get to the Adam Schefter reaction, and then I'll give my thoughts on why it's possible that Mike Shanahan. Because I don't, you know, somebody asked, was it you know the salary cap thing? Um, I think it's probably John Elway is probably the reason why Mike Shanahan is not getting into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about it coming up next. around a little bit on the song. When it first came out, I just hated it. Part of it was they just, what did they play the song like? Every six seconds, like if they did a, like a sampling, like one of those surveys, they would, you know, they probably would have said, um, every six seconds the song's playing on earth or something, every one second. Oh, oh yeah, where it's, yeah, every second you could turn it into a different station. And yeah, it I mean, it was insane. It was, it, all, it was all over the place. Now maybe I appreciate it a little more, but I said something like, well, it's Pharrell. Like a one-hit wonder? What do you have, one song? Who is this guy? And they're like, are you out of your mind? Like, do you know how many... I don't know. I guess he's a producer or something. I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, he's he's been on a lot of tracks as far as... Uh, like mixing? Well, mixing and part of, like, writing. I, I know he's been part of music, a lot of hit music for a long time. Well, then why did all of a sudden he just, like, sing something and then, like, never again? You know, sometimes one one song just blows up. But why doesn't he do any more? Maybe that's all he needed to do or wanted to do. Yeah, it was like weird for me. You know what really wigged me out was um, so watching and for some reason just late, like just recently, like within the last two or three years, I really started to appreciate the Beatles. And again, I don't love music that much, but I appreciate the stories about like the behind the music type stuff, right? And so I've been watching and learning and reading and stuff about the Beatles and that, um, was it called Let It Be? You know, that, that documentary that came out? Uh, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it was Let It Be. Yeah, that has all the the footage of the Beatles behind the scenes, like one of their last records. And, you know, they're, they're just, it's just kind of basically just, at, you know, showing them their process. Um, and they, Yesterday. Yeah, okay, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, and then they're just just kind of showing them working and just they're cranking out all these hit songs for this album. And they're just sitting there working like in a circle, putting them together, and they're kind of snipping at each other or whatever. And it was just crazy how they're just working it out, and they're just making this music, right? And it's just hit after hit after hit. And some of them were like, Oh yeah, John and um, John and Paul had kind of worked on this when they were kids, and uh, now they're just pulling it out of the you know. Oh yeah, let's do that one. Let's finish that, right? And they, it was just a hit song, 
And then the creativity, it was just coming out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, and then it was just kind of over. Like, like the, the, you know, Paul McCartney really, and I guess he had a couple here and there. But then the Beatles break up and then Paul McCartney, you'd think he'd be doing that the rest of his life. Just cranking out hits. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, he had like, you know, Christmas time and he had, uh, you know, I mean, he had some. But, you know, the Beatles had what? 10 or 15, like, of the greatest songs of all time. And I think they maybe wrote some for some others, too. Like, it, But then, you know, he's gone. You know, down this rabbit hole, the other week I actually heard that they are using AI to, they have some old recordings and there's going to be some new releases of some Beatles music, like brand new songs. Yeah, I think one or two, I think. Yeah, not, not like a whole album. Yeah, they're going to finish one because they, ha they had some they were working on and then so they can use AI to finish, uh, you know, some of John Lennon's voice or whatever. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, and they do have a new version of Let It Be with uh, Dolly Parton that they're uh, going to... Going to release here, uh, I guess, today or something. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Um, we've entered the boomer portion of the show. Laugh out loud, I guess. Isn't boomer, though, like, uh, like get off my lawn? Yeah, uh, this isn't quite the... I mean, maybe maybe when the music was going, but... Uh, oh, okay. uh, you know, I'm I mean, not I quite being, at the boomer age yet. I was I was being complimentary of Farrell, though. <laughs> Farrell. 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 Will Farrell. <laughs> Not feral like a cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, feral cat. Anyway, all right, so Mike Shanahan, man. So um, we had Mike uh, Adam Schefter on the station, um, and there's a couple cuts of um, – uh, so here's the first one uh, where Adam Schefter, who normally he comes on, he'll give you some information, but he's very close to the vest. He doesn't like to upset his sources, but very fired up with um, the fact that Mike Shanahan, you know, these voters, you know, this process and, this, you, know, how, you know, this guy gets in now, but Mike Shanahan, who's alive, doesn't get it. So Adam Schefter on the station, talk about Mike Shanahan getting slighted. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's something that I don't really think is great. I don't like it. Um, I'm sure somebody there could educate me and make me feel a little bit better about the process, but I think it's a bunch of BS. Like, I, I love how these guys get into the Hall of Fame like 30 years later and they're not not alive to enjoy. Like Ken Riley. Oh, Ken Riley morphed into a Hall of Fame cornerback within the last year that he got in? Why didn't he get in when he was alive? Ken Stabler. It, it just it bothers me. It really bothers me that all of a sudden, after a certain amount of time, because of some political BS, there's a push on a guy and he gets in. Because it's a highly political process, and it's unfortunate. And Mike Shanahan is a Hall of Famer yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So let's just make him wait, and we'll keep making him wait, because we only allow one coach and contributor. Like, who comes up with these stupid rules? Yeah, so, so he's fired up, and I think he used to be one of the voters. Um, and, you know, now he's like, all right, this process stinks. And 
for Mike Shanahan, I really, I could care less, right? Like, Mike Shanahan's got a good life. He's great. You know, everybody considers, when Mike Shanahan walks in the room, it doesn't matter if he's a Hall of Famer or not. Everybody's like, ooh, that's Mike Shanahan, right? Like, it's cool. But what it really bothers me for, and maybe this is the year it changes, right? Because I think we're still waiting on um, Randy Gratishar's decision, right? What it really makes a difference for are guys like Randy Gratishar that are from the old era that could really use it. Guys that played, guys that gave us the privilege of seeing them play at such a high level that gave us the joy of um, the entertainment, of seeing them give us the beauty of the game in its, you know, kind of in its infancy of the good era, right? And But they didn't get the benefit of all the money, um, the benefit of the good health care, um, that had to go out and actually earn a living afterwards um, while their bodies were betraying them, um, while they're, you know, not feeling so good and um, didn't get all the financial rewards. And so Randy Gratishar is um, such a fantastic guy. And he he's clearly a Hall of Famer, man. Like, ask the people that played with him. I mean, they, they will tell you one after another, Randy Gratishar deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And when you get into the Hall of Fame, it makes such a difference for you financially. You're in a different club and you have other opportunities. It makes a huge difference. And Mike Shanahan doesn't need all that. I mean, I hope he gets it, and he's going to get it, and it's going to be awesome for him, and I wish him well. But it will mean so much to somebody like Randy Gratishar, who, by the way, I mean, you know, I don't even think it's – I mean, I, I think Mike Shanahan's a Hall of Famer, and I'll talk, we'll talk about this in a minute, why maybe he's not getting the nod. But I, I just like Steve Atwater, it, it wasn't even close. Like, I think it was Ed Reed – who they're like, well, Ed Reed's a you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, and I think it was Ed Reed that's like, I don't deserve to be in. Like, there shouldn't be a Hall of Fame if Steve Atwater's not in the Hall of Fame. There's like some guys where it's like, dude, this is stupid that they're not in. How could how could we even have a Hall of Famer if they're not in? And I think Randy Gratishar should be in. There's a video out there of Jim Sakamano saying, listen, every guy that has this set of criteria is in except for Randy Gratishar. I mean, it's kind of silly, but the problem is the people that are alive now in that are voting in the Hall of Fame just never saw him. And then so the only people that get to advocate for him, which is probably Jeff Legwald, I think he gets about 90 seconds a year to give a speech. And it's tough. So when Adam Schefter's talking about, well, they don't get to enjoy it. For certain people, for these old timers, it makes a huge difference. Like, so it doesn't really, you know, the the Buddy Parker thing. Good God, does he even have any relatives that are alive? Like, what what's the stinking difference? I mean, so that's not the, um, you know, I guess that's not you know the uh, the best example because yeah, like okay, well if you it wouldn't you know I, I guess Dan Reeves's family would enjoy it a little more, but you know Dan Reeves is gone, but you know yeah, and Mike Shan yeah Mike Shanahan would obviously enjoy it when he's alive, but you know Mike Shanahan you know doesn't need the 
financial gain, but um, I'm just saying you can make such a difference. Give it to people that are alive, man. So that's what bothers me. Um, and then let's get to another clip from um, Mike Shanahan, uh, for Adam Schefter and Mike Shanahan. There's another one I want you guys to hear. It's just, it's, it's, these are mistakes. These are mistakes. Mike Shanahan is a Hall of Famer. He's just not in the Hall of Fame. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. He should have been in before. He's not in now. He's going to get in. He's going to get in. But let's just wait, make him wait to 2024 or 2026 or 2020 until the judges of the game, the arbiters of the truth, get to issue that pass to go to the Hall of Like, okay, give me a break. Yeah, um, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, for Mike Shanahan, what does it matter? Like, Mike Shanahan, when he walks into the room, he gets treated like a Hall of Famer. Right, like he already has that cachet. Everybody's there's there's not a room, you know, in football circles that Mike Shanahan walks into that people don't like. Oh my God, it's Mike Shanahan! You know, it was funny because I used to kind of you know rib Mike Kliss about it. Mike Kliss was on with um, oh Stokely and Zach, and they were Zach was all fired up because. The Broncos, you know, in theory, I think they could have, like, maybe drafted a quarterback or something. I, I think that's what it was. And um, it was something about, like, Vic Fangio and Pat Shermer had some say in that, and they, they kind of vetoed it at the draft. And Zach was like, well, why would they have say? They're, they're bad. And, well, you know, maybe you perceive that. And Cliss said, well, maybe you perceive that, but – you know, in the NFL, they're not viewed that way. They're they're kind of like old dons. Like when they walk in the room, people are like, you know, and, and Cliss didn't say that. I'm I'm taking liberties with it. But it's like, you know, like there were some like old dons in the NFL, and people were kissing their rings. You know, like they're NFL geniuses, and that was just kind of laughable, right? Well, Mike Shanahan is actually like that, right? Like like Mark Schlereth is going over to Mike Shanahan's house to learn at the feet, so to speak, of Mike Shanahan. So he's already had, you know, whether whether he has the yellow jacket or not, Mike Shanahan already has the Hall of Fame status. And, yeah, he'll get it. Now, Mike Shanahan is getting up there, so um, I don't know how many other people are in line. You know, I don't know if, like, they're going to. I mean, this, I mean the, the weird thing is this Buddy Parker thing, good God. Like, I mean, it was one thing when it was like, all right, well, um, you know, when it was like Pat Bolin versus, you know, Jerry Jones, it's like, okay, well, it's one of those two, and then, you know, Pat will get in. I mean, but again, it was like, um, it was way too late. They should have done Pat Bolin way earlier because, you know, he was in decline. But, the, you know, it was, it was what it was. But then, you know, they had to do Jerry first. Okay. Well, now Jerry's in, and he gets to enjoy it the rest of his life. But th- this is just weird with Buddy... Parker, like, where did this come from? I mean, the guy's been dead for 40, 50 years. It's been, you know, 40 years. Like, nobody knows who he is. And all of a sudden, okay, like, we got to make a push to put him in the Hall of Fame. It's it's just so odd. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know when Mike Shannon's going to get in. Um, 
So I don't know if, like, okay, well, he's next because they've gotten rid of every conceivable name that they could, you know, put him in line. Or now is it like, all right, well, who was closer, him or Dan Reeves? But out of respect to Dan Reeves, you put him in next because, you know, that's the way the process goes. I don't know. Like, if you put Dan Reeves versus Mike Shanahan side by side, I mean, I I think you would have to give Mike Shanahan the edge because he's got the championships. Like, he literally basically took over Dan Reeves' team. Yeah, obviously, you know, Wade was in the middle and and kind of remolded it and went, went to the highest heights of the organization's history, right? And then beat Dan Reeves, you know, five, six years later, however long it was, right? So I think most people would agree, not everybody, but a lot of people would agree um, that Mike Shannon was a better coach than Dan Reeves, although you could say maybe not. Um, You could say, I mean, there is an argument to be made that Mike, the only time that Dan, uh, Mike Shanahan won here. He had much better talent than Dan Reeves had here. Right? I mean, and that is the argument. In fact, we'll get into that next. And texter, well, there was a texter here um, that nailed the argument um, again, that there is against Mike Shanahan. So we will get into that coming up next.